Radio Influence. The future is now. This is Beyond the Badge on Radio Influence. A look inside the biggest and most controversial news stories you need to know now. One of the country's most relied upon law enforcement analysts, Vincent Hill. Found somebody I want to kill. I want to kill this guy right here. The old dude. Oh, shit. Fuck it. All right. Can you do me a favor? Can you say Joy Lane? Can you say Joy Lane? Joy Lane? Yeah. She's the reason why um, this is about to happen to you. How old are you? Oh, man, look. That motherfucker dead because of you, Troy. Uh, Burgess Taylor. He's screwed. All that shit. Good evening and welcome to Beyond the Badge. And unfortunately, what you just heard was actual audio of a elderly man being killed on Easter Sunday in Cleveland, Ohio. And... Uh, I'm sure unless you've been living under a rock, you've heard about this case uh, in the news for the last couple of days. Again, it happened Easter Sunday. This individual named Steve Stevens uh, apparently broke up with his girlfriend and had some other issues going on, and he decided to go on this killing spree. He claims he's killed 13, 12 to 13 people. Police have confirmed uh, the death of the elderly man that you heard there in the video basically pleading for his life. Uh, that individual's name, Robert Goodwin Sr., 74 years old, killed on Easter Sunday. And I remember when I first heard about this, I was actually in the car traveling back from South Carolina listening to, I believe, CNN on uh, Sirius XM Radio. And, you know, I usually don't listen to CNN, but I, I was listening to that because Fox was on a commercial. And, you know, I heard the breaking news that someone had live streamed a murder on Facebook and police were trying to verify it was a an actual homicide. And, you know, I thought to myself, like, eh, you know, that's kind of silly. That may be a hoax. You know, it's probably a joke between some friends. And then, a, you know, maybe an hour or so later, police confirmed uh, that Robert Goodwin Sr. was shot and killed. He was shot at point blank, point blank range, shot in the head by this individual, uh, Steve Stevens, just because he broke up with his girlfriend. And you actually hear him say, hey, uh, can you do me a favor? Say Joy Lane, who is the girlfriend, ex-girlfriend, whatever she is. But at any rate, it's a very uh, tragic case and I know this is a little bit of a different format for Beyond the Batch, but I think this case needs as much media attention. And I know I'm not the big dogs, but it needs as much media attention as possible to bring this guy to justice. I know there is a massive manhunt uh, for Steve Stevens right now. Five states. His car was last seen in Erie, Pennsylvania. So obviously he's moved from Cleveland up to Erie, Pennsylvania, wherever he may be. Right now, police are still looking for him. And, you know, a couple of things come to my mind 
when I hear about this case. And there's one word in particular that comes to my mind, and I'm sure my guest later, Fonda Bryant, who's been on my show, who's a mental health advocate, will have a different word. But there's one word that comes to my mind when I think about Steve Stevens, and quite simply, the word coward. Now, we've all gone through breakups. Heck, I just went through a breakup about a month ago, but I didn't go around and shoot people and claim to have killed 13 people. I manned up, brushed myself off, and I kept going. So for Steve Stevens to approach the 74, think about it, some of your grandfathers are that age. My dad is close to that age. He's 71. So when I when I look at this and I watch the video, because of course I do news, I do media, so I have to be in the know. And I've seen a lot of sick stuff in my lifetime between the Army and of course and especially the police department. I've seen a lot of awful stuff that I wish I could erase from my mind, but I can't because it's just ingrained there. But this was the most horrific thing I've ever seen in my life. Now, I will warn you, if you do decide to watch the video, it is very disturbing. Again, he was shot point-blank range in the head. Luckily, the camera jerked a little bit, so you can't actually see that part of it. But you can see Steve Stevens zoom his phone down on this man and says, yeah, I just killed him all because of joy. And my thing is this, Mr. Stevens, you broke up with your girlfriend. There's two options you could have done. Now, I'm not condoning either one. You could have taken it up with her. Or if you're that miserable, if you think you've lost everything, as you said in some of your videos on Facebook that day, if you thought you lost everything, why not just take yourself out? Why involve this 74-year-old man and now his family because now they've lost their father, their uncle, their brother on Easter Day? This man was just walking down the street picking up soda cans like he always did, according to his daughter, minding his business as he was in the video minding his business and you decide because joy lane broke up with you and she drove you crazy which is what i'm going to talk to fonda about she drove you crazy that you had to just go out and kill him so the one word that comes to my mind when i think of steve stevenson is quite simply coward because it takes one heck of a coward to step from their vehicle approach a 74-year-old man and shoot him all in the name of Joy Lane, all in the name of love, so to speak. Now, again, Fonda Bryant's going to join me later in the show. She's going to talk about this from a mental health issue, and she may have some valid points. I watched all of his videos he posted on Facebook. There are some signs there that something wasn't right in his head. Something wasn't right in this dude's brain but before we bring Fonda on I want to bring on a very special guest first time on Beyond the Badge all right hey joining me this time at this time on Beyond the Badge I have Dominique Izzo and he's an officer with Round Lake Park Police Department and Dominique I know you were uh, kind of like me on yesterday when you first heard about this for me I was thinking okay maybe this is some kind of hoax 
you know, somebody playing on Facebook Live and, you know, the police are going to find out it's a hoax. But, of course, they did confirm one individual was shot, the 74-year-old, and Mr. Stevens claims he's shot 12 or 13 more people. What are your thoughts on this? I mean, this guy broadcast a murder on Facebook. Uh, well, first, we got to clarify the fact we got to throw in former officer with Rowling Park, uh, recently uh, no longer with the department. But when you look at um, the the first thing that anyone's going to say and they're going to allude to to cushion everything is is mental health issues. That's the very first thing that anyone's going to start looking into when it comes down to somebody who's committing a, a blatant heinous crime like this. And I I'm I'm all for. Uh, looking into the mental health issues, but this is just, this is nothing short of pure evil. And I too, I, I too, I, the first couple thoughts that were going through my head when I saw this was, um, okay, immediately this is going to start spawning a wave of Facebook, uh, you know, live uh, crimes. You know, are we going to start seeing domestics? Are we going to start seeing burglaries? Are we going to start seeing, uh, sexual assaults? Uh, are we going to start seeing more, more, uh, murders? Um, and then I started thinking, well, maybe what this, what if this is a hoax? Because it's just, it's, it's too easy to make it a hoax. And everything online today is, uh, some prank that somebody's doing. Um, you know, just based on the, the way this man spoke, he was a very, very well articulate person. Um, you know, clean cut in his appearance. Uh, he, he, he looked very orderly and whatnot. You know, you just, if you've got to go look by, uh, if you profile behavior or whatnot, this just, this goal is going to, going to fall under a mental health category. Um, if, if, and both sides match it. If he did, you know, uh, kill 13 people, that's a mental health issue. If he's talking about, you know, fabricating and kill 13 people, that's a mental health issue. All right. the way across the board, this is nothing short of just evil and a mental health issue. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I guess I'm having on later, uh, Fonda Bryant, who is an expert in mental health. I'm curious to get her, uh, interpretation of this. The first word that came to my mind, of course, the victim, 74 years old, was, was coward because, you know, no matter, and that may sound a little rude or, or harsh, but no matter what you have going on with the ex-girlfriend or whatever, you picked a helpless, defenseless 74 year old. And for me, you know, I always have people, and you can probably relate to this. I have a carry permit. I never leave home without my weapon. And to me, it just goes to show that the good citizens that are able to have guns, you know, I'm not saying that this 74-year-old who this individual already had to drop on him would have been able to do anything, but it would have given him a little more chance to defend himself than the paper bag he had in his hand. What's your take on you know, carrying uh, concealed and, and things like this, because to your point, I mean, are we going to see more of this on Facebook because this individual did it? Well, you're, but you're 100% right. The element of surprise was huge there. Just based on this guy's demeanor and how polite he was, you right. know, talking to the, you know, whatnot, who would have ever suspected? Right, exactly. That was, was a perfect ambush. Um, and if you, yes, I do believe everyone who's responsible should carry. I, I believe that, you know what, if you actually take away the demonization of, of the firearms, you know, they become less important. Like I say all the time, when I was first in the academy, it was my first experience to a pistol. And we sat in our first firearms class, and they put that Glock 45 on my desk with the, with the, it just, it's emptied. And I was nervous because, oh my gosh, this is a gun, and I'd never seen one before. And by the end of the academy, it was just, it was as common to me as a hammer. 
And right. I had learned to respect it and said, okay, this is just a tool for a job that needs to get done if and when I ever need to do it. That said, if more people took the taboo out of this this false narrative of what firearms truly are, you know, more people would embrace it. I, I do think more people need to um, to need to educate themselves in this in firearms and and really take the problem out of this country through education and and um, equipping themselves with a weapon. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And of course, this past election that was one of the big topics of you know who wanted to take away guns versus who wanted to keep guns. I'm a big supporter of guns. To your point, with the right training, with the right education on guns, I mean they're not. And the average criminal is not going to the gun store to get their guns. They're getting them on the streets. So, of course, gun control is a, a totally separate issue. From from a, a cop point of view, of course, police are still looking for this individual. Um, what do you think some of the tools they're going to use to catch this guy? Uh, I think, honestly, they're, you know what, based on how you see it all the time, they're going to find him most likely already uh, taking his own life. Um, yep. I think by the fact that you, we haven't seen him uh, caught yet, uh, I think that he's probably heading up and he's going to wind up killing himself. Um, that it's a coward's way out, too, and I'm sure that your your next guest will talk about the psychology behind that. Um, you know what? You're you're heavily relying at this point on all the intelligence you can get. Family, friends, eyewitnesses, uh, uh, canvassing every neighborhood that somebody has seen him in. So if you get a tip... Um, you know, that he's driving down your street. Uh, you, you know, you're getting everybody just going banging on doors. Did you see this? You know, did, did you see this vehicle? Did you see this person? Because you got to figure what's the ratio of every valid tip to every um, suspected scared false tip, you know? Uh, it, it's just going to be a lot of work on, on law enforcement, uh, and, and they're going to need all the help from uh, the, the civilian side that they can get. It's just going to be a massive community network uh, effort. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, somebody knows where this guy is. I watched some of his videos. He's given out his phone number. He's talking to people. Cleveland police have actually talked to him. Somebody knows exactly where this guy is right now. It's going to take that person, those people, to come forward and say, hey, I know where he is. You know, there's, you know, forget the street code. Forget the fact that, you know, he seems like a nice guy, according to the ex-girlfriend. I mean, this guy is a stone-cold killer, and... He needs to be taken off the street. So right, yeah, well, absolutely, and he needs to not waste tech. Look, you know what? I, I say this as a, as a human being and not as an individual. But if after it's it's found that he is truly guilty uh, of the the one crime alone, then he needs to be put to death. There's there's no place for a human being like this on this planet in a in a civilized society who willingly and consciously premeditates one death, let alone a false. If it's false. Uh, claim 13. That's a mental health issue for, that that I truly believe cannot be rehabilitated, rehabilitated. Mm -hmm. And I think mm -hmm. that we don't need to uh, we don't need to house him in in government tax paid uh, jail cell. Yeah, for the next 45 years or so. Right. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Dominic, uh, we're almost out of time, but real quick, is there uh, where can people find you on social media? Everyone can find out my central location at izzo.us. I z z o. US, and you can look at all the things we have going there, from all the informative articles we write to the uh, the videos we do that are based on education, bringing the community and the police together. Uh, we recently signed, or are asking a petition signed to have a chief of police removed for his abuse of authority. Um, we want to end 
corruption on every level and truly, truly heal the relationship with the public and the police to let the public know that the police, we are there to serve, protect, and keep the peace and maintain order in a free society. And it has to return to that. That was Dominique Izzo, former officer, Round Lake Park Police Department. I'm sure we'll have him back on Beyond the Badge to give another POV of a former law enforcement officer, so you guys don't always have to hear my voice. And I'm about to bring Fonda Bryan on so we can continue this discussion about the shooting in Cleveland. Uh, Steve Stevenson, the individual that shot the 74-year-old man who was just walking down the street in a very cowardly way. But before I do that, I want to play some sound bites that are directly from Steve Stevenson's Facebook. Uh, This happened again Sunday this past Easter. He posted these videos. Some of the stuff he's saying is really disturbing. I want to play some of that right now and then bring on Fonda Bryant. Everybody, it's Murders Taylor, Social Service Agency over here on 105. Uh, The love of my life works. Her name is Troy Lane. We've been together three years. Uh, We're supposed to get married, but it was just some some bullshit that I just couldn't deal with, with her anymore. But anyway, um, she's the reason why I'm making this video. She's the reason why what's about to happen today. Because she fucking drove me crazy. I'm at the point where I snap. See, the thing is, man, every time I try to talk to y'all motherfuckers, man, y'all always fucking blow me off or, or, or just make my shit seem like it ain't shit. I got a lot of built-in anger and frustration, man. All right, joining me at this time is Fonda Bryan, and she's been on Beyond the Bash before. She's a mental health expert out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Fonda, how are you this evening? I'm doing well. How are you? And thank you for having me on the show. Always a pleasure. So, you know, you, you heard about uh, the shooting in Cleveland, Ohio, this past Sunday on Easter. Tragic, a 74-year-old uh, man was just walking, minding his own business. And this Steve Stevenson comes up, uh, shoots him, and, you know, calls out his ex-girlfriend's name. Um yeah, I was watching some of his, his videos because he posted a lot of videos on Sunday. I was watching some of those videos and some of the things he said could lead someone to believe he had mental health issues. I had uh, Dominique Izzo on the show earlier. He's a former officer up in Illinois. And, of course, he said one of the first things people are going to claim is mental health. But one thing I, I noticed in one of the videos, he said that he told his mother, hey, I'm feeling suicidal, I'm feeling, feeling homicidal. And she basically told him to man up. What do you? What are your thoughts on that? Well, it's, it's not um, uncommon. This fire fact is more common than not. That in our culture, we tend to look at when somebody comes and says something like that. Is it's not real? It's just something that you're dealing with, and to get over it. It's a um, you know, mental health is not real. It's a feeling of uh, we're feeling sorry for ourselves, or we're weak, or whatever the case may be. And the thing is, is that it is real. And when he came to her and told her that, he definitely was letting her know that he was in a crisis. He needed help. And for her to dismiss it just shows once again how in the black culture, we have got to do better with getting educated on mental health, realizing that it's not just a feeling, it's not just a passing thing, that it's real. And if she would have been educated and known that he was in a crisis, probably this could have been avoided, which is really sad. Yeah, and, you know, we we were talking earlier, and you brought up a good point. You said a lot of times, especially in the black community, we hear things like, oh, pray on it, give it to God, leave it at God's, you know, at God's feet. And maybe that's some of the things his mom told him. 
especially with it being Sunday, it being Easter. But do you think had she gotten him help, or at least called the police, and they could have came out, came out and did a mental eval? Do you think this would have been avoided? Oh, definitely, definitely. If she would have known the warning signs, if she would have known the words that he was using was crisis mode, and she would have been educated on mental health, all of this could have been avoided, every single bit of it, because he was letting her know, hey, Mom, I'm in a crisis. I'm feeling homicidal. I'm feeling suicidal. If she would have known that, she could have called. I'm sure in Cleveland they had a crisis mobile unit. She could have reached out to the police if she had been educated and asked for a CIT officer who has a crisis intervention team officer that has been trained in mental health issues and things. This could have all been avoided, but she kind of set the... Um, the situation in motion by not being educated on mental health. And I keep preaching this in the black culture. When are we going to wake up and realize that we have mental health problems, we take our own lives, and that we have issues that need to be addressed? And, and this is a prime example of someone who was in crisis and went to someone who did not know about mental health, was not educated on mental health, and therefore just dismiss it as get over it, man up. And, and it just fueled the fire. Yeah, absolutely. So let's take it a, a step further because obviously, again, he posted a lot of stuff on Facebook. Some of the things he said on Facebook, it was clear he was not in his right mind. And, you know, there have been people that said, oh, Facebook should be liable because he did this online, live. I don't know if I agree with that because there's, you know, legal clauses in the, the Facebook uh, app that says, hey, we're not liable for anything. We're not liable for what you do on, on Facebook. Uh, and, you know, really, he could have recorded this and posted it later or just got it live some other way. But when when you look at the post he did on his Facebook, do you think the public or his friends on Facebook have an obligation to say, hmm, something's not right? I mean, it doesn't have to be a family member that calls the mental health facility, right? It could be anyone. I I feel like with me being an advocate, I feel obligated to do something like that. And as a matter of fact, with most mental health organizations like NAMI or Mental Health America, they ask us to look at people's Facebook postings because now, I mean, Facebook has had four suicides on their um, Facebook Live. So for me, if I had been his friend or somebody casual and I would have been reading some of that stuff, I would have known he was in crisis, and I would have reached out and gotten somebody. And believe it or not, I have been on Facebook before where I have been reading someone's post, and I can see they're in crisis, whether it's on Facebook or it's on Twitter, and I will reach out and say, hey, are you okay? Do you need help? And I've even had the police go and do a wellness check on someone. So I'm very aware and cognizant of watching what people say and do and that's when your friends really need to step up because I tell people all the time would you rather have somebody alive and mad at you or would you rather be going to a funeral so if maybe one of his friends again we go back to education with mental health if one of his friends would have known hey this is not like him or something's wrong here and maybe reached out or, or called the police or something, all this could have been avoided. There were so many warning signs that people were ignoring. And they're not just ignoring, they, they weren't educated, so they didn't know what to think. Yeah, and, and I, I think it's twofold, too, because there were, I'm sure, friends of his that were like, oh, is this a joke? Because, again, he said that in one of his videos. No, I'm not joking. No, I'm not joking. 
And I, I think, because even when I first heard the story, I was driving from South Carolina, I was listening to it on the radio, and I said, this has got to be a hoax. Like, who would kill someone live on Facebook? Who would commit a murder? And I'm thinking, okay, eventually the police are going to say it's a hoax. But they didn't. They said it was real. So do you think not only were people not educated, that some people just got caught up in the whole social media, people just post stuff on social media to you know, to be instant celebrity, and this is a joke. Do you think that could have happened, too? I think that it could have happened. And, again, like I said, I hate to keep saying the word education, but this definitely should be a teachable moment for people. When people are on CNN, uh, MSNBC, um, Fox News, this is a teachable moment to sit up and talk about how people need to know the warning signs of someone in a crisis. People need to know that mental health is real, and people need to know that um, they need to act, not just sit on the sidelines, because it's one person, his mother, a friend, if one person would have taken that serious, they probably could have saved that man's life and saved a whole lot of what is going on now. Yeah, so here's a difficult question, uh, because I have my, my, my thinking of how this will end from a police side, uh, but... Given the fact that he said he was suicidal, given the fact that as of right now he hasn't been caught, do you think there's a chance that he actually went ahead and committed suicide? I definitely think he, I'm not sure if he's done it right now, but I think that that's what it's going to come to. Either A, he is going to take his own life, or B, he might even die by suicide by cop where he's like, I'm not going to prison, I'm not going to, I don't want to live, I've already killed one person, I'm just going to let y'all kill me. And it's, whichever way it's going to go, I just don't think it's going to end well, because to be quite honest, let's say he is taken in, he's put in prison. Prison and jails have become the new mental health facilities in a, for the most part. He's not going to get the help he needs while in prison. He's just not, because we all know that it's overcrowded. They don't get the help. So I just don't think with him being um, someone who was in the mental health field and he knows all of this, I just don't think it's going to end where he's going to live. If he does, it'll be surprising. But I think he'll either die by suicide by his own hand or either he'll let the police do it. But either way, I just don't think it's going to end well. Yeah, and that's an interesting uh, perspective because I, I talked about on this show Suicide by Cop a few, few weeks ago, and one of the main uh, perpetrators that do that are people involved in domestic disputes, breakups, you know, custody battles. And here's a guy that basically, before he killed this this elderly man, said, say her name, and, you know, said, you, well, you died because of her. So I think I would agree with your assessment that I, I really don't see it ending well with him living. If he does, I'll be totally surprised, but I just don't see it that way. I don't either, and it, and it's just sad because once again, the balls were dropped, and even where he worked, probably someone saw it coming because I keep telling people, there's always warning signs. There's always warning signs to crisis beforehand, and that is why it is so important, like I said, when all these news medias are talking about this, to, to make it a teachable moment where they can actually educate the public in stuff like this because the thing is, unfortunately, this is one, but it's going to be more. 
it's going to be more people, whether they're, they're taking their own life on Facebook or whatever the case is, is going on. People need to learn the warning signs of people in crisis. When people come to you and say, hey, I'm homicidal, I'm suicidal, you got to take it serious. You can't just say, oh, you know, go somewhere and sit down. No, you got to take it serious. You man up, uh, quit, you know, get over it, quit being weak. You got to take it serious. And hey, if you're wrong, you're wrong. But if you're right, you could have saved a life and somebody else's life as well. So we got to do more and we got to get educated on mental health. Absolutely. Fonda Bryan, always good to hear your perspective. Where can my listeners find you on social media? They can find me on social media at ProudMom72 on um, Twitter, and I am on Facebook under Fonda Bryant. Awesome. Always a pleasure. Thank you. And that was Fonda Bryant, mental health expert in Charlotte, North Carolina. She's been on Beyond the Badge before. I'm sure, unfortunately, we'll have her on again because I'm positive this is not the last case we will have to discuss mental health issues uh, regarding something tragic and it's interesting she had the same conclusion as officer Izzo had that I share as well we don't see this ending well we don't see this guy Steve Stevens being uh, taken into custody and charged with this crime we all believe he's going to commit suicide I'm sure for different reasons I believe he's going to do it because he's a coward and he's going to take the coward's way out much like Izzo and maybe that's just the cop in us and Fonda believes because it's a mental health issue but at any rate we all agree that we don't see this uh, ending any other way besides this guy taking his own life or forcing police to do it Um, now at the beginning of the show I said it was a very unique very special beyond the badge and this is usually the time I do my 10-7 segment. But tonight, I want to flip the script. I want to go off script. I want to do something never done and beyond the badge before. Instead of honoring a fallen officer during my 10-7 segment, segment, I think it's only right that I honor Robert Goodwin Sr. He never served a day in any police department, but he was a father of nine and a grandfather to 13 children. And I'm sure that made him a hero to his family. So did he go out and protect to serve the the community in an official capacity? No. But did he protect and serve his family? I'm sure he did. His son said it best. He'd give you the shirt off of his back. That's just the type of guy Robert Goodwin Sr. was. So my prayers to his family... Godspeed to him. I apologize from my heart that this happened to you, sir. If you have any information, you're urged to call Cleveland Police Department, Cleveland Crime Stoppers. Call the FBI. Call your mama. Call whoever if you know anything about where Steve Stevens is right now. I want to thank you for listening. Good night, and I'll see you next week. To continue the conversation, get updates on the show, and to find out when you can see him on television, follow Vincent on Twitter, at Vincent Hill TV. That's at Vincent Hill TV. This has been Beyond the Badge on Radio Influence. 
This is an Ian Beckles flavor in your ear quick fix on Radio Influence. This new show um, is called Married at First Sight. Now, I don't know the premise of it really, but they have people that are literally, you know, bride and groom standing waiting to see who they're about to marry. And there's no way this could not be amazing. I think I just, it has to be. I hope it works um, because some of the faces are going to be just, just wonderful. When you, they're going to, what you know what has to happen? They're going to have to get a redneck racist dude and they're going to bring a sister out there. I, I mean, if I was writing it, I would make that happen. And I would maybe sprinkle a midget in there too, just to keep everybody on their toes because <laughs> the, uh, I mean, people will say what they want, but if I poll a hundred people, how many, I would say, would you marry a midget? How many are going to say this straight up? Yeah, I would. I mean, I mean, I'm not just blurting out. Yeah, I would. I mean, it's, I mean, it's mean, but I mean, I have a choice. I have a choice to either marry a midget or not marry a midget. And I'm just going to, I'm going to choose not to, but if I was forced to, I'm not sure what face I would make. Like, I'm not sure I've ever made that face before when the camera comes out. Now, if she's that hot one, though, if she was that hot one that looks like Jennifer Lopez, I think I could have done that for a little bit. You can find Ian Beckles' Flavor in Your Ear on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and RadioInfluence.com.